Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. And welcome back and welcome to one of my favorite months, May. I love May because it's my birthday month as well as many of my favorite people's birthday month, um, including this week's podcast guest, which I will get to uh, introducing her in just a moment. I also love May because I feel like even though I don't want to jinx us, um, I do feel that we can really truly set our sights on warmer weather finally. Honestly, all I want is to dive into the ocean. (laughs) I am just waiting for that day. Uh, And at this point, I'm not past a polar plunge. I'm doing actually a um, mastermind with some other She Built This members this Friday in Maine. And I kid you not, I might just bring my bathing suit in case I'm feeling a little bit wacky and like really just craving that ocean. I know things don't get much crazier. Um, This month in this She Built This group and on the podcast, the theme for May is nourish. It's kind of an interesting word, right? Something you don't hear that often. Um, I talked to so many people the last two weeks in April who said that the month of April was like a complete whirlwind for them and borderline Groundhog Day in addition to being just extremely, extremely busy. And I will agree. I went to bed on April 5th and then I woke up to it being April 21st. And like, even though I had made some really big strides, uh, I I don't really know what happened in between. (laughs) Um, But I do feel good about how I left the month behind and how like I handled everything last month. And even when the, here's the thing, like even when, the busyness in our lives is good, even though when it's it's all positive and good stuff, it can still feel a little nutty and overwhelming. Uh, even when we're on that roller coaster and it's like the most exciting part of the ride, it's so important to still factor in rest and taking care of ourselves and being mindful and asking ourselves what we need to feel nourished. So that's what this month is all about. Nourishing our minds, nourishing our bodies, nourishing our sails. I actually meant to say souls, <laughs> but it works. And you'll find out why later in the month um, and what that looks like when we don't nourish ourselves. If this is your first time listening, I'm going to give you the lightning speed version of what She Built This Is and what we're all about. Of course, you've already discovered the podcast, so you know it's a podcast. And it's also an, an amazing inspirational community of positive women entrepreneurs who are are hungry for knowledge, growth, freedom, happiness, and abundance. If that sounds like it has your name written all over it, I do want you to check out our website at shebuiltthis.org. Make sure to email me with any questions at emily at emilyaborn.com or just like send me a messenger pigeon and we can pass notes the old-fashioned way. But definitely check it out and see how you can get involved if any of those words were kind of speaking your language. And just really quickly about me, I'm Emily Aborn. I'm a freelance content writer, and I absolutely love helping the women entrepreneurs I just talked about and bringing their ideas to life through website copy, social media content, email sequences, all those kinds of things. Um, I really love what I do, and I also love being a cheerleader and a friend to everybody going through this entrepreneurial journey. 
There are some things happening in She Built This Month, this month. That is hard. That is a mouthful. And next month also that I definitely want you to make sure to get in on. So we have everything happening from like, you know, our regular Facebook lives with uh, valuable content to in-person events for people in New Hampshire. We also do a book club that meets every month via Zoom. So while you're on SheBuiltThis.org, make sure to check out the events calendar and see if that there's something that you might want to dive into. And if you're local, save the date for June 24th, 2022, because from 11 to 2 p.m., 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., we are going to be having a She Built This kickoff. Kick off the summer with confidence is the name of the event at Hampshire Hills in Milford, New Hampshire. And this event is being graciously sponsored by Rise Private Wealth Management in Bedford. And I will be announcing our three exciting panelists soon. More details about that event are going to be available really shortly. And if you do want to be the first person to know about these kinds of things, I encourage you to sign up right on the She Built This website to get on our email list, which if I do say so myself, it's a very fun place to be. And I try not to spam or send a bazillion emails. I I feel I'm tasteful. And I also love to share stories and tips. So you get some of those too. All right. Speaking of tips, on to today's guests. I wanted to share a tip that she shared with me um, that has already begun changing my mindset and my life. Dare I go so grandiose? Yes, I do. So I know to be grateful and everything. I have what I call a celebration list. And on my celebration list, I write down all my monthly celebrations as they happen. So for me, this includes anything from treating myself to a massage, scoring a great new client, wrapping things up with a client. That feeling is like some of the best because you have worked hard and gotten the job done for them. But I try to make sure that I focus on the progress to destinations, the baby steps on projects, and not just the arrival. This is so much easier said than done, and it's a daily reminder, daily practice. But all this said, I don't really have like a formal, or I should say I didn't have a formal gratitude practice in place. And if I'm honest, the whole concept of gratitude is like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I've seen it on Instagram a million times and here and there and everybody reminding us to be grateful. I get it. So I did start once. I would jot them down in my journal at night when I journaled, but I sort of lost the steam every single time. So after today's interview with my guest, Terry Hamilton, I gotta tell you, it all just sort of finally clicked because she made it so extremely easy. She says in this episode that she doesn't let her feet hit the floor in the morning without saying three things she's grateful for, right in her cozy bed. Cue the harpsichords, angels singing. This was it. This was actually like the solution for me. So I started the next day after we had our interview and every morning since I've been doing it, I share in my mind uh, three things that I'm grateful for before I get out of bed. And I'm going to share some common ones with you because um, it might inspire you that it can just be a little tiny thing. I am so thankful that my husband, Jason, boils my coffee for my water the moment he hears my head lift from the pillow. I have no idea how he knows my head is lifting from the pillow, but I swear he does. I'm so grateful for my cozy bed and all the lovely bedding I get to swaddle myself in at night. I'm so grateful that at the bottom of the steps will be waiting two kisses for me, one from Jason and one from Mr. Clyde, the dog. And I usually, depending on the day, toss in something about who I'm grateful 
for speaking with that day, or if it's Friday, I'm really grateful that it's Friday, or if I have a light day, no Zoom calls, if it's the weekend, it's been awesome. And sometimes I even toss in some gratitude for my arms or legs or eyeballs or whatever body part I'm feeling deserves some extra thanks. Even during a recent sort of rough patch, um, I did do this diligently and I practiced what Terry shared. And it wasn't about being like toxically positive. You know, I wasn't denying anything hard or sad or anything else. It was about recognizing and appreciating what I do love every day. And it really did wonders for me, I just got to say. So I guess all of this is just to urge you that as you listen to this episode, can you take away today just one simple thing to implement that will help to nourish you? you as you go about your day-to-day life. One little tidbit that will help to make you more mindful and to help make your life and your relationships better. That's your challenge. I have had the pleasure of knowing my guest, Terry Hamilton. She was one of the original She Built This members, actually. I have had the pleasure of knowing her for eight years. And I have to say, she is one of the most amazing human beings I have ever met. She is a mindfulness and positive mindset coach and lives and works in Bedford, New Hampshire. She started her company, Apparent Connection, in 2012. Terry works with the highly driven and ambitious teenagers who want to go to college or are already there, as well as entrepreneurs. And when people are feeling overwhelmed, Terry helps to coach them using techniques and strategies to bring the feeling of overwhelm to a feeling of calm and focus. You will hear in her voice that she is just oozing with common focus. Um, Terry believes positivity, optimism, and gratitude are essential for happiness and learning, and she shares mindfulness and calming techniques so her clients can be more focused, organized, relaxed, and more productive in their daily lives. I have to say without further ado, because I really want you to hear this interview. So without further ado, here's my chat with Terry Hamilton. Hello, Terry, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. Well, hello, Emily. I am so happy to be here. So I have something funny to share with everyone about Terry. Um, Well, first of all, Terry and I have known each other for many, many years. I think we've known each other since 2014, um, which is quite a lengthy period of time. But secondly, Terry was in the very first ever like how to do a podcast workshop with myself and a couple of other ladies in Amherst. And we actually got a chance to on the spot create a podcast that day. If you remember, Terry, I don't remember what we called it. We had so much fun. It was so much fun. Um, But that is the only time that you and I have ever been on a podcast together. So I'm very excited for this conversation and to see where it goes. Well, thank you for having me. I am honored. And if it goes like the last one, we're going to have a lot of fun. Yes. Buckle up, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So first off, of course, we read your bio um, before you joined us. I I don't know why I'm referring to myself as we, because it's just me. Um, I read your bio before you joined us, but I do want to hear about you, like who you are, what you do, and also how long you've been doing what you do. Okay. Well, if you wanted to just meet me on the street, I would identify myself as a mom. I think it's the most important thing I've ever done. And so having said that, I have two grown children and three beautiful grandchildren and an amazing husband. So that is 
the love circles in my life, what I do and what I love to do professionally is I am a mindfulness and positive mindset coach. And I know that's a mouthful, but it really means that I love helping people have less stress in their lives. So what does that mouthful mean? What does mindfulness and mindset mean to you? Mindfulness, in my words, is being in the present moment without judgment, being aware of your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, without clouding it with anything else. Positive mindset, to me, is having the ability to look at a situation, whether it's a great situation or a not-so-great situation. And having a new perspective, how do I look at the situation or what's going on with a new perspective, a new lens? And there are a lot of things that are stressful in our lives, but they teach us a lot of lessons. And so the positive part is the part that I love to help people grab onto because I think we all want to be happy. Yeah. And I love bringing those two concepts in together, not only, you know, spending all of our time being aware and of of our thoughts and feelings, but also bringing in that opportunity for a new perspective and a a shift in how we're viewing our lives and the world. um, So I have a little question about whether or not before you started doing this work, were you somebody who would consider yourself extremely stressed? Like kind of what brought you to this? Well, my background is in elementary education, and I wanted to go a little bit further than that. So I got my degree, my graduate degree in counseling. And through that process, you have to look at yourself from many different angles as you go through the program. So I would not have considered myself stressed, but if you ask my children, they would say that I worry a lot. And it really opened my eyes to what could I do differently and how do I find the tools that help me relax in stressful situations. So that was the start of my journey. When I started my business, I happened to find the book 10 Mindful Minutes by Goldie Hawn, and that was a life changer for me. I was a busy mom going to school, starting a business, and I thought, I can't meditate. I don't have time to do that. But when I saw 10 minutes, I'm like, I can do that. I can find 10 minutes for me that will help my family and my business and my clients. And that has really been amazing to me because the research that has come out since the time I found that book is profound. If we spend 10 minutes a day being mindful it changes neural pathways in our brain and people do have the ability to change their thoughts and to change the way they live. I believe that too. And I want to get more into those specific habits and practices. But first, you had said that you wouldn't have identified yourself as stressed, but others in your life wouldn't. And I think worry was a really good one to bring up as an example, because I think that's a form of stress 
that we don't even acknowledge as stress. Like we classify stress as one thing, worry as one thing, anxiety as one thing, overwhelm as another thing. What are, um, in fact, I'm going to use myself as an example. I recently had my jaw get very, very stuck and tight. And and the dentist kept asking me like, do you have anything very stressful happening right now? And I'm like, no, not on the surface. You know, like I couldn't put my finger on what was making me stressed. So can you bring in some other maybe examples or other things that you hear that are like clo- stress? Let's call it stress cloaked. Okay. Stress cloaked. I love that. One of the phrases that I hear a lot is what if, what if this happens? Preparing for the worst case scenario. What if something happens to my children at school? What if they don't get the best grades? What if I'm not there to pick them up when I'm supposed to be? A lot of what ifs. And we can use a lot of examples in our lives if we stop to think about all the what ifs. What if I don't have enough money? What if I don't have, I can't get the food that I want? There's lots of what ifs. I like to rephrase it for people. It's like, what if it all happens just the way it's supposed to? So I see worry as looking into the future and not knowing what's going to happen But the reality is none of us know what's going to happen in the future. I would have classified my dad as an excessive worrier. And he would say, well, how do you get anything done if you don't worry? (laughs) Which made me chuckle at his 90 years of age. Um, But I said, dad, that's called planning. If we plan, we won't be as worried. And I think what's happened over the last several years with us the world changing with COVID really gave us the opportunity to pause and think about how we have gotten through this and that no amount of worrying would have changed it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's about, it it is about planning what you can and not over, obviously not over planning, not attaching yourself to the outcomes or expectations of that, but also trusting a little bit and knowing that there's a lot of things outside of our control. Absolutely. That's what I call responding as opposed to reacting. I, I, yes, there are a lot of things out of our control, but how we respond to a situation is what I believe we have control of. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but the more I practice mindfulness and the more I share it, the more I see how it really does take some of the stress out of our lives. So let's start talking about some of the the tangibles, the habits and the practices that we can start incorporating to decrease some of that rumination and worry and increase our mindfulness on a daily basis. And I know you are like all about keeping it easy and simple for people. And I love the 10 minutes a day. You can you can literally do this with just 10 minutes a day. We all have 10 minutes. Um, so let's talk about that. I, what I love about the 10 minutes, Emily, is it doesn't even have to be 10 minutes in a row. And so what I like to share with people is if you have a minute, if you have 30 seconds, you can change your mindset pretty rapidly. So I always say to take a deep breath 
whenever you're feeling any type of stress. But I would tell you that the number one thing that has helped me immensely be more mindful and more positive is when I wake up in the morning, I do not let the my feet hit the floor until I've said three things that I'm grateful for. It sets the tone for my day. And I'll be honest, one of the things is normally my warm, cozy bed. That is something I am grateful for when I wake up, when my eyes open in the morning. Then it could be anything from I'm really excited about who I'm going to be meeting today. I'm really grateful. It could be really grateful for that warm shower that I'm about to take. Here's a question. Uh, I want to start doing this. And how do I remember when I first wake up in the morning to do this? How did you start the practice? The way I started it was actually a little sticky note right on my bedstand that said gratitude. And once you start the habit, it's almost like you can't get out of bed without doing it. Okay, I like this. It's some type of reminder, whatever it is next to you. I'm really worried that all three of mine are going to involve my bed, but that's okay. I'm still going to try. I'm still going to try it. <laughs> that absolutely can be because it's still going to set the tone for your day yeah. that you're really incredibly appreciative of your bed and the pillow that you like exactly the way you like it. So you can pick all three things. So what are some other habits that you do throughout your day? Okay. So I'm a big fan of my warm shower. So when I am in the shower, I am noticing the water hitting my back. Like I'm paying attention to that. I'm paying attention to the shampoo that I put in my hand by smelling it. We spend lots of time picking out the shampoo that we love. We love the smell of it. And then we don't bother to smell it when we're we're putting it on. So I now always smell my shampoo. It's an aromatherapy to start my day. So that's a simple way to really, whatever your habit is in the morning, just notice it. Just notice what you love about it. And there I've incorporated another minute of mindfulness, right? I don't spend the whole shower thinking about the water on my back, but I put an intention to doing that. The next place I love to put intention and share is what are the chores? What are the events in your life that you have to do on a regular basis? I'll use the example of the dishwasher. I love this example. I read in a magazine one day that it takes five minutes to empty the average dishwasher. And dishes were not my specialty. I would be like, oh, I have to wa- I have to empty the dishwasher. I have to empty the dishwasher. And I'm like, why am I ruminating or emptying a dishwasher that takes five minutes? So I put it upon myself to time it. And honestly, it was almost to the second. It wow. took me five minutes <laughs> to empty the dishwasher. So then I actually put a new perspective on it. I'm like, how lucky am I to have a dishwasher? Why am I complaining about something that actually a lot of people don't have? Terry, I love this one because I use this 
frequently when the chores, it's hard. Like how do I reframe chores? They're actually kind of hard and not fun. So I love doing the same thing where I reframe to when it's laundry. Like I have laundry. I have a washing machine. When it's cleaning my house, I have 10 rooms to clean. I, I don't think we have that many rooms, but, but, but you use might it. like it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But, <laughs> but just reminding ourselves, like even in those nuisances, there is actually so much to be grateful for. Absolutely. And I was talking to a group of moms and laundry always would come up and they reframed it by saying, how lucky am I that I have a family to do laundry for? Mm, yeah. Right? And then when you're folding the towels, like notice the texture of them. Right? Like just notice. And every time you notice, you're being mindful. You're being aware. You're giving your brain a break. We often believe that our bodies, which I totally believe, need to be exercised and they need rest. They need exercise and they need rest. Well, I believe the same about our minds. It needs to be exercised and it needs rest. And when we put those mindful moments into the day, it's giving our mind the chance to regroup and to be able to look at the world in a much kinder way. So one question that came up for somebody uh, recently in a She Built This um, after hours kind of thing. No, sorry. It was an open office hours that I did. Um, and and I have I have my thoughts on it and I want yours. So you know when an entrepreneur goes to bed, it is like you want to turn your mind off, but you're just like, like you have all, this is when it all comes in, right? Like all the ideas or whatever it is. So I am, I worked with a coach who had this fantastic um, way of positioning it where she said, you literally tell your mind, like, thank you. You have done an incredible job today, but, but now you get to take a break and I'm going to just, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go in my body now, you know? So uh, I, I loved that, but I, I imagine you have that. tips too. <laughs> yes. I love that also. One of the things that probably won't surprise you is I go back to gratitude. Mm. When I go back, into my bed, I have the same routine is I, when I lie down and those thoughts are racing, I say to myself, we can settle. It's okay. We, I'm using we like you are, Emily. I, see that. <laughs> <laughs> I can settle. Once again, how lucky am I that I get to lie down in this warm, comfortable bed? And then I add three additional thoughts of gratitude about that particular day. What was so wonderful that happened that day? And there are so many things to be grateful for. Often I'm lucky enough that my husband cooks dinner, so I might be grateful for the fact that he did that or it was a delicious meal or we sat in front of the wood stove. Whatever it is, once again, it puts your mind at ease. Well, I know that today I'm going to include this chat of ours in my gratitudes before I go to sleep tonight. So, um, so tell me a little bit more about like what it kind of looks like to do this, uh, this with you as a coach. Like, do people come with specific problems or do you have a framework? How does that kind of look when people decide to work with you one-on-one? -on -one? 
My one-on-one clients are in three different circles. I started working mostly with children and parents. I now work with teenagers and parents. So one group are parents who are trying to do it all. Very often they're both working. They're trying to run a family. I will say it's usually the moms that reach out that are just overwhelmed. They're just very overwhelmed trying to do it all. The teenagers that I work with are the highly motivated, um, very driven teenagers who want to go to college, that are worried about their SAT scores. They want to be the captain of the sports team. They want to have a great resume to get into a, a good college. And they are just stressed. They will just say they're just stressed. And the third group are typically women entrepreneurs. They may or may not be moms, but once again, if you can imagine these women trying to spin all the plates or juggle all the balls, um, those are the ones that reach out. There's nothing wrong with any of these people. They are just overwhelmed by how much is coming at them. So when I work with a client one-on-one, They typically will um, reach out to me and we'll have a chat for 20 minutes so that I can tell them how I work and they can share with me what their concerns are. And it's all about their goals. How would they like their life to look different than it looks now? What would they like? Would they like to be more relaxed? Would they like to be more focused? Would they have... Um, time to themselves, time for self-care, whatever it is, that's what we're going to concentrate on. Because a coach, my coaching style is, where are you now and where would you like to be? And then helping them work on those challenges as they come up in in reaching those goals, I imagine. Absolutely. 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 All right, so I want to get into the quick roundup questions in a minute, but I just want to touch back on what you started with, which you said positivity and mindfulness can change our lives. And I guess I just want to hear maybe a story of either your own transformation or somebody else's where you're like, this changed their life. I will use the situation of a mom and dad that came to me and they just didn't know what to do. They said they had tried all the techniques, but there was a lot of chaos in their house. From the time the two children woke up in the morning, they were conflicting with each other. Mom and dad were both getting upset. There was a lot of yelling that was going on in the household. They were trying so many different techniques, and they were just really frustrated They're like, we want our children to like us, and we also want our children to be independent and confide in us, and they're young, and we would like some help. So we set up six sessions, and I can tell you in six weeks, there was a profound change in how they felt, how they related to their children, how they related to one another. And using mindfulness techniques and breathing and sharing, they are feeling fabulous and they're on their way. 
doesn't mean we won't chat again. It doesn't mean that things won't are perfect. They're not. But they can't believe how differently they feel about being parents and the really good job they're doing. They're doing an amazing job. They just needed a little bit of perspective and a few ideas that they implemented beautifully. And I think you bring up a really good point that this, it's important to remember that this, along with all, you know, personal growth, it is a practice. It is something that we have to continue doing regularly. It's part of the journey and it's never like one and done. You know, it's always something like you do your gratitude every morning. You didn't just have to do it one time and then say, okay, I'm good. (laughs) So, so yeah, I think that's really important to remember and that should be encouraging because it, it means that there's always more peace and more calm and more um more of that mindfulness that we can we can gain right and i think it is attainable for anybody that wants it i know like i said i can't meditate well i had a misconception about what meditation was and so i think some people think that mindfulness is like this magical or something just way out there and it's not. It's actually very simple. And you're so right, Emily. It's a matter of just changing a habit and we change it one at a time. And I will make suggestions that people love, but I also am open to, oh, that didn't work for me because we're all individuals and we Mm -hmm. all do things differently. Okay. All right. This is a perfect time for the quick roundup because the first question is, what is a favorite mantra or quote that inspires you? I actually have two. The first one is one that really motivates me in mindset. And it's Henry Ford's quote that says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. Mm. I just love it because truly we often say we can't do something, but we haven't tried and we might need to come at it from a different perspective. And then my all-time favorite, and you probably already know this one, Emily, because I've shared it before, is by the Dalai Lama that says, be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. I think if everybody could just adopt that, we would be in a wonderful, wonderful place. (laughs) So true. true. Okay. What is your favorite podcast? Oh, she built this, of course. Well, come on. That's some brownie (laughs) points right there, but um, for real. (laughs) Well, for real, it was the first one I actually listened to. Okay. I'll take it. We'll leave it here, folks. Mic drop. Um, There is another one that I just found recently that I'd love to share. It's called Let's Do the Daily Differently. And oh, I love the sounds of this. It, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's relatively new. The last few months, um, a colleague of mine, her name is Heather Tabuzaglu. I love her name too. Don't ask me to spell it. <laughs> but it's called Let's Do the Daily Differently. And she is a licensed social worker. And she really felt that people needed something 
to really just look at the day and once again, that positive mindset. I love that. I will definitely be looking that up. Um, What is something that you find incredibly easy that you see other people struggling with? I find it incredibly easy to be patient. I really enjoy the process of sitting and just observing and listening and trying to put myself in somebody else's shoes while they're telling their story because we don't know how they feel unless we take the time to actually listen. So I believe that that is one of my strengths. Can you bottle a little bit of that and sell it to me, please? No, I'm really, I'm really good at listening and and observing. I am not always good at patience. So. You're awesome. Um, okay, what is your favorite way to exercise? Well, my husband would be laughing at this because he doesn't think that I exercise very well, but I love walking. Yeah, I me really too. just love walking. And I love mindful walking, Emily. I'll just like add this little tidbit in. As part of my walk, I take the time to just listen to the sounds. And it could be, you know, the acorns falling on the ground or my feet touching the pavement or the birds. When you just like really concentrate for a minute or two on the sounds, you will just be amazed how many sounds you hear. I found that. I find that just incredibly grounding incredibly grounding. What is your favorite kind of cereal? If I remember correctly, you're a cereal eater. (laughs) You have a really good memory. My very favorite cereal is Autumn Wheat by Kashi. And I can't find it anywhere right now. So if any of the listeners know where I can get it, (laughs) let me know. Yes, please send an email to Terry telling her where she can get the autumn wheat. Okay, I just want to say Cashy is where I cut my teeth on learning about like marketing copy because they have the best marketing on their boxes. I used to read the Good Friends cereal boxes every morning and just like be fascinated by the stories that they told on there. So I got to hand it to Cashy. Hats off to Cashy. You are doing something right. And get Terry her autumn Autumn wheat. (laughs) Okay. What's your favorite thing to do after a long day? By far, it's sitting in front of the fireplace, especially in the long winters in New Hampshire with my husband. Yes, we are getting there, but I'm still so with you with the coziness. Okay, um, and then a question that you might not be prepared for, but I'm going to put you on the spot possibly, is what's a goal that you have for yourself right now? I am investing in myself through a program by Dana Wild. She is a brain trainer, and the program is called the celebrity formula. And she wants the people that are in that group to step into being a celebrity in whatever that means to them. So that is a goal of mine that's coming up. And I would say I'm a little anxious, but I'm really way more excited. It sounds fun. Brain training. Yes. (laughs) 
Um, okay. And then why don't you just tell us how people can find and connect with you online? Maybe something that you have upcoming um, and any other, basically, this is your spot to share all the resources. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I this do, is your chance to be a celebrity. Myself, <laughs> stepping into my celebrity. <laughs> I have a complimentary guided meditation um, for five minutes every Monday morning at 9 a.m. It is on my website, which is www.apparentconnection.com. I am on Facebook. It's Parent Connection. I am also on Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, and I actually enjoy phone calls. So if you want to reach me, it is 603-759-6943. Terry is one of the few people left on the planet that will be accepting <laughs> phone calls, folks. So if you are a phone talker, take her up on this. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. I know it's becoming extinct, but I still love it. Um, I will be sure to have all of those links in the show notes. And I just so appreciate you for being here and sharing more about what you do and also who you are, because I think that is, that's the, that's what we're all here for. I totally appreciate you, Emily. And I have since the time we met, you were Aww. my mentor a long time ago and look where we are. <laughs> <laughs> look where we are. We're celebrities. <laughs> I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. Thank you, Emily. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.